Today we have Daniel Martinez with HiveMind CRM, and he's going to tell us all about HiveMind and all about the land deals he's doing here in Texas and how he's making those work amazing for him and what his plan is long-term to use seller financing to make passive income. This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead, and this is the Austin Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Daniel Martinez here. Daniel, real quick, can you tell our guest who you are and how you're involved with real estate investing? Sure, sure. So my name is Daniel Martinez. I am out of California, but I do invest in Texas. Um, I do a lot of stuff virtually. Um, mostly all my transactions are done in Texas. We do uh, land of real estate investing. We bought 100 acres last year in Texas and subdivided it into 10-acre lots. We're looking to do more of that this year. Um, as far as I think it's all you asked me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Just how you're involved with real estate investing. Um, oh, so I, how <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I, I knew you asked me one more question, but I couldn't remember what it was. All right. So, uh, I have, a, I have, I do a couple things in real estate. So I do, I have a software called HiveMind. We help people automate. It's a CRM business, help automate and accelerate their business. I have a data company called list guys, provide data and skip tracing all over the U S and then uh, we're doing a bunch. We're starting a bunch of new businesses around real estate in general, but we have pretty much tools and tools and services, and we're providing hot leads. Uh, working on that right now, so just a lot of stuff coming up soon. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so, why did you choose to invest in Texas? I think that's something everybody's interested in. Why Texas? If you're in California, why come to Texas to invest? Um, I've been with my partner for about three, four years. He's out of San Antonio, and that's oh. where he's like he's kind of like the sales arm. So he does, he drives across Texas to view land all over Texas. And he's just, he's just that type of person. So there's two different type of personalities in real estate. And usually you got to find a person that fits the other side of it. So I'm the back end. I handle a lot of the back end uh, automation software, outreach, data management, client outreach and stuff like that. And then my partner actually does the sales. So I actually go door knock to sellers. So I have the advantage of doing what I do virtually. And he has the advantage of being there in person to actually go belly to belly with these, with these sellers. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so you've been doing this for a little while. It sounds like what initially got you attracted to real estate investing? Um, it was out of necessity. So my first business that I started was actually trucking and uh, I was looking a way to pivot into another business and because trucking wasn't working for me and I ended up, I've learned about real estate and kind of went down that path about uh, four years ago now. Okay. It's just interesting ever since. So that's interesting. I want to talk about that for a second. So you were in trucking, like over the road trucking? Yeah, over the road trucking. So I, I actually, I'm, I'm only 30 years old. I used to drive, I used to drive semi trucks for companies. Nice. And then um, I, when I went, when I wanted to go to entrepreneurship, I already had a CDL and I knew enough about trucking. I'm like, let me just do trucking because I already have the tools I need for this business. Mm -hmm. So I went down that road and did that for two years. I think we generated uh, $550,000 in revenue. Over two oh, years, yeah, and then uh, pivoted into real estate after that. So, what what caught your attention in real estate investing to pivot from truck? Because I mean, those are two really different things. Obviously, 
real estate investing, there were probably a lot of trucks bringing materials to job sites, you know, transporting all the things needed to make real estate investing happen. But it's it's not something you would expect somebody to go from A to B there. What what caught your attention in real estate? Um, I, I say this a lot, but uh, it was when I was in trucking, I had a lot of time because I would drive. Yeah. For, I used to listen to podcasts on YouTube. So when I was listening to podcasts on YouTube, I was looking for something to pivot into. And that's how I learned about real estate and wholesaling and all that stuff. And you kind of go down, once you learn about wholesaling, you kind of go to the down the rabbit hole and you mm -hmm. get stuck. So <laughs> that's what happened to me. <laughs> that makes sense. I think that's how a lot of people find real estate investing. They stumble across a podcast or a YouTube video, and then they just go down, like you said, go down that rabbit hole. Because there is so many real estate podcasts. We're on a real estate podcast here now. Um, we've been going for a little over two years, but there are so many real estate podcasts and you'll just find, I don't know how many YouTube videos about real estate, millions, I would say. It's either in the hundreds of thousands or the millions on the YouTube yeah. videos. Um, we have a big YouTube channel. We've got, a, I think, over 100 videos and I haven't even been doing it that long. So... There's so many on there. Awesome. So you've done a few deals. Do you guys mostly do wholesale then? Um, no, we don't. We hardly ever wholesale nowadays. Okay. We're usually just uh, we buy we buy and flip. So just okay. like people buy and flip houses, we buy and flip land. That's our mm -hmm. strategy. Oh, so, okay. So you mentioned the ten acre plots, but then that was all you did, or most of what you did. Yeah, that's mostly what we're looking for right now. We've come across like other properties. Like I'm working on, I want to build, I came across a land parcel in Atlanta that I'm trying to build a storage facility out of. So mm. uh, I'm working that right now as well. So there's a different opportunity with land because you kind of have a blank slate. So depending on where it's at and the access and utilities that come with it, you can mm. do, you have a lot of endless possibilities to go in the direction you want. But yeah. if it's like large, large land parcel, we usually just buying and subdividing. If it's smaller, we might look to do like a commercial building on, on it, mm. depending on where it's at and the car count. Um, it just really depends on a lot. Yeah, and the zoning too. Zoning is so important with the commercial there too. Zoning and what they'll allow you to build on it, I think, is the biggest pieces there. Um, but so you can always you can always do a variance too. So mm -hmm. if you have a good like parcel that has good roundabout areas, you can always do a variance, which is the process of changing your zoning. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I mean that that kind of leads me to my next question. So if somebody's looking for a deal like that, they're looking to do a land a land development deal. Um, what's some advice you give to people to avoid getting caught in a tough situation and doing a bad deal? Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here. And I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing. And I'd be able to help more people. Thanks guys. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot, just like real estate, man, it's very, very broad and niche specific. Like there's a lot of people that they'll find land, do entitlement work and then sell it to developers. So they're not even doing the front end. They're, they're not even doing the back end multi-million dollar development. Yeah. They just find raw land, do the variance entitlements and then sell the paperwork to an end developer and an end developer will come do that part because there's so many different facets of the, of the real estate business that you just got to find something you're good at, find a good niche and just dig in. Absolutely. So you're saying it's a lot easier just to entitle it and then pass it on to somebody else to do all the the longer, harder work there. Yeah, because I mean, it takes a lot of money. So yeah. entitlements is just time. 
it takes it does take some type of um, it does take a, a little bit of money, but it's less money than actually building the actual asset you're trying to build. So there's companies, there's tons and tons of companies out there that will actually like, hey, I have four to thirty acres with utilities, sewer, sewer city, sewer city water. What can you do with this? So they'll come in, okay. If it's four to thirty acres, I can probably build two hundred units on this property. It already has city sewer, so I can know I can build an apartment building. So they'll come in, do a variance. Hey, can we get the zoned R seven or whatever multifamily is zoning for that county is? They'll get a zone for multifamily, and then they'll hey, Mister Developer, we have this fifteen acres that can do two hundred fifty units based off the zoning. We already got a paperwork for it. Would you buy it for this amount? And then just go it's that way. Yeah, that's smart. You take on a lot less the risk doing it that way too. Yep, hundred percent. And it's just doing paperwork. A lot less the risk. So, what's something you tell a newer investor that might be looking to get into these land entitlement deals? Where do they um, start? I'm not even. Well, I don't even do land entitlement. I have okay. an off-take partner that does that. We do okay. farm and ranch. So that's the thing about land. So I have I have clients that do info lots. Mm -hmm. What's info lot? It's something in the city where, where there's a house. A lot, maybe another house, then another two houses, and then a vacant lot. So those are info lots. So I have clients that do that. They'll buy and flip those to builders or um, people that want to build their home, whatever, to end buyers. And then you have um, like you kind of go a little bit because there's like different versions of this. So you know, I have like four to thirty acres in in town that you can maybe do an entitlement variance type property. And then once you get out of town, right on the fringe, there's people that want to live outside the city using within 90 minutes from an airport, 60 minutes from a major city, that's where we, that's where we, we, that's where we play with. So we're looking for 50 acres to a thousand acres, anywhere in there that we can subdivide and, and pretty much sell off. So Texas has a unique law where we can just subdivide as long as it's 10 acres or more, we can subdivide without having to do any like extra paperwork. We just have yeah. to get a survey done. So that's yeah. where we specialize at. So we're in that area. So what we have all take partners based on whatever property you do bring to us. Okay. Cool. I didn't know that. So yeah, it makes it really easy to just to subdivide that land and sell it off to people. People, and that's so much more common now too. I talk to so many different people that say, "Hey, we want to be right outside of town. We still want to be sixty minutes or ninety minutes from the airport, but we want our own land. We want our own space. They kind of want to have their little ranch at." So it makes a lot of sense that there's a huge market for that right now. Yeah, and like I said, pe people just—I mean—the American dream is is land freedom. So a lot of our buyers are are um, are immigrant buyers that can afford to pay cash, and usually with that, we're usually at, we're usually owner financing properties. And I think one of your next questions is where do you want us to be, right? Yeah. So where, where do you want us to be is kind of answering the question is we want to be more into like the the note side and banking side of it because if we can get land subdivided and create notes that's where the side we want to be on is more essentially the, the bank note side of it using land as leverage to build up that side yeah and just to simplify that for everybody listening you want to buy the land and then finance it to somebody else who's the end buyer and you're collecting right. payments over time and getting paid a, a fair interest rate for it but anybody that's ever looked at an amortization schedule when you bought your house and you see the amortization schedule and you see that you're actually paying what three to four times the price of the house by the time that loan is paid off. It's probably not four times, but I think it's like it's like right now it's probably like two per two, two, two x as yeah. interest rates go up. It's going to go two and a half three x yeah. the full amortized. Exactly. But yeah, even that you're paying double what you paid for the house over the life of the loan, 
because you're paying so much in interest to the bank. Have you wanted to be part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but just haven't hit that millionaire status yet? Well, now you can, not even being a millionaire, by joining our new program, GoBundance Emerge. My name's Jamie Gruber, creator of GoBundance Emerge and member of the GoBundance community. And now you can join GoBundance.com slash Emerge, GoBundance.com slash Emerge. Use code Jordan for $100 off this 12-week goal-setting program and mastermind that'll propel you to being a whole life millionaire. So if Daniel gets a piece of land, we're going to keep it real simple. Mm -hmm. If Daniel gets a piece of land and sells it for $100,000, but on a seller finance note at 5% over 30 years, you know, Daniel might actually collect $200,000 for that piece of land. And that's the magic of seller financing. People say, oh, why would a seller want to do that? That's exactly why they want to do that. And they're not paying tax on all that money at once. They're paying a kind of a trickle over however long they finance the deal for. Yeah, it's uh, you pay, actually pay less taxes by doing an installment sale. Mm-hmm. And the other advantage is that um, land isn't lendable. So if we become the bank, there's plenty of buyers that want to work with us versus not work with us. You know? Yeah. So we really position ourselves as the lender. Yeah, that's smart. Like that. So those are the long-term goals is just have a lot of notes paying you over time. And that's that's great passive income because you don't have to do anything. Not only is it land, so there's no maintenance, but you're not doing anything. They're paying you and you just collect the checks and foreclose on it if they don't pay. Yeah, a lot of, pe- a lot of people in real estate are like, I want a thousand doors or 200 doors. And I'm like, I just want cash flow. I don't even care what, how many doors I have. Like, it doesn't matter. Like cash, cash flow is cash flow. It doesn't, come, it doesn't matter what form it comes in. Yeah. And I think something else that I, that I really think is interesting about a owner finance deal is the foreclosure process is so quick and easy and you keep all the money you made. So if they paid you 50 of that hundred grand and they just suddenly stopped paying, you get to take the land back and keep their 50 grand. It's actually, it has to go through a different process because if you as the lender, you still have to, you still have to do a, um, a notice of sale. Sure. to the county mm-hmm. to sell off that property and then if nobody buys it, you can essentially um if there's an overage if there's an overage and somebody buys that property you just get you just get whatever's owed to you you can't keep that money legally so it's a oh, different really? process really with land it's different that's just in general it's just, it's the same thing with all mortgages mm-hmm. so if somebody forecloses and loses their property um they they can only whoever the lender is can only collect what that property is owed to them through the amortized schedule that's mm. it okay. all the rest if it sells at auction let's say they have a hundred thousand dollar property they pay down forty thousand the lender's on 60 if it goes to auction and sells for 80 the lender gets 60 uh the whoever whoever bought it they paid 80 that 20 actually goes to, as an overage to the state which eventually goes back to the original owner that yeah. bought it and then the person that bought it at the auction gets that twenty thousand in equity thanks I had always heard that it was easy to it, it, the foreclosure process on a fellow seller finance note. And I've, I've bought with seller financing, but I've never been foreclosed on well, luckily with seller financing. But I was always heard that you got to keep what was paid to you and you just got to take the land back. I must have been it, it on it. It has, you have to still do the notice of sale. If nobody buys it, then you have the opportunity to buy it yourself back and get the property back. But you still have to do a notice of sale where if somebody doesn't buy it, then you have the opportunity to buy it yourself. But okay. you still have to go through that process. Sure. So or anybody, anybody can buy it technically. Mm-hmm. 
just a little more complicated. It's it's more like a normal foreclosure sale than people like yeah. to lead you to believe that it sounds like. Yeah. Awesome. So Daniel, do you have a favorite business or mindset book that you, you like to read and recommend to people? Jordan Moorhead here. Really quickly, wanted to tell you a couple other ways you can keep track of us. If you want to listen to all these podcasts and ask questions, the Moorhead team on YouTube is the best place to be. And then Austin Real Estate Investors on Meetup is a great place to keep track of all of our meetups we have going on. Um, I'm not really... Lots of podcasts. Yeah, I'm not really a reader. Um, I do do have a business book. Um, I like like Traction. Traction is a good one just because... It's uh, it helps you understand your your roles in business and what roles you should take and what roles you shouldn't take. Okay, yeah, Traction is a great book. Then Traction by Gino Wickman. Uh, there's like a whole series around that book too. There's e- understanding EOS for the employee. There's uh, Rocket Fuel. I want to say has something to do with that. There's a bunch of them. If you look up tra- Traction by Gino Wickman, or you just look up Gino Wickman, you're gonna find a bunch of good stuff on that. Yeah. Um, all right, Daniel. How can people get a hold of you or reach out to you if they want some more information about what you're doing at HiveMind? Yeah, so we're HiveMind CRM on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, we provide a lot of content towards that. Uh we've been extra on the content. Uh we've we've been on YouTube for a year and a half. We've done like almost a thousand videos. So we put wow. we've been posting a video every day since April 2021. Oh. It's it's been pretty crazy. Um yeah. It's been a lot. Um, we have a podcast called Hive With Us Podcast Network. We're on all platforms with that. And then if you have a big land deal you want to submit to us, you can submit it at submitbigland.com. 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 I like it. All right, Daniel. Most important question we ask here on the podcast is what's your favorite restaurant in Austin? So uh, I like Fogo de Chao. So I went, in, I went in there with my, my partner. We had to go to an event there. And uh, we went to Fogo de Chao, and uh, the caprahenas are really good. And, of yeah. course, the steak's good. Oh, yeah. They come around. They just keep slicing it. They, you can't keep up sometimes. Uh, I can keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I couldn't quite keep up with them. They're pretty quick. They're well, pretty cool. quick. Thank you so much for coming on here today, Daniel. And anybody interested, HiveMind or submitbigLandDeal.com if you've got a big land deal to submit. Yeah, it's hivemindcrm.io. That's our website. Hivemind. And then we'll have all this in the show notes for everybody too, but hivemindcrm.io and submitbiglanddeal.com. I like it. All right. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you here soon. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for having me.